Let me tell you a story, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you a little story about the Mueller probe. Sit down, gather around the Loftus Party Gypsy Camp campfire, and hear about 22 months and about $25 million. I'm not so mad about the money. I'm, it's, it's a horrible segue. Horrible segue. But I want to jump right in. The things, uh, I guess I want to focus on the good things about this today. I'm really not bummed about the money. Some people, uh, some people are like, oh my gosh, 25 million, 20, come on, come on. We're, this is the, this is the United States government. They got a lot of our dough. They got a lot of our dough. Uh, here's what I'm happy about. We got, we got Gypsy, uh, coming in from the other Liberty camp somewhere in North America. I want to know what you're happy about. I know you had a big day. I know you ha- you're having a big day on Twitter. You've had a couple of big days on Twitter. I- I'm I'm just happy about this, and I and I really am. Uh, and I think it was uh, your boy, uh, the the pirate congressman Crenshaw. Is that his name? Yeah, Dan Crenshaw. He said something that I thought was 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 great. He's like, everyone should be happy about this. Your 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 president. Is not a foreign agent. But like, they're not. <laughs> they got to hang on to that anger. They got to hang. See, here's the deal. You got to beware of righteous anger. Righteous anger is the devil. When you are sure you're right and you have all the morals and everything right is on your side. Rah, 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 rah. These people, they're like, uh, you know, they're like uh, battered dogs. You know, you see those. Those sad commercials with the with the dog, you know, and it takes a, um, a while to put the leash on the dog. That's what the de- that's what the liberals are like right now. They've been beaten for the past two years, and now here come a bunch of like happy libertarians and Republicans. Like, hey, it's okay. See, it's okay. The guy with the stick is gone, <laughs> and they're still scared. They're still scared. I don't want to. They're no. They're just scared that they can't make him the boogeyman anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. their biggest fear. It it has nothing to do with like I can't even imagine as much as I vehemently disagreed with Barack Obama being happy if the office of the president was compromised. Like that, that just doesn't even make any sense to me. That's the big difference. That's the big difference. A million years ago, did I tell this story last week? A million years ago, I was working uh, at, in Vegas. Uh, I was on the Jameson comedy tour when uh, when, o- when Obama won uh, the first time, beat McCain. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my buddy Pete Corielli is like, hey, Mike, you going to be all right, buddy? You going you gonna to be okay? You, you guy didn't win. And I'm like, you know what? My my guy didn't win, but I just have to hope that uh, I was wrong about Obama, and I have to hope that he'll do the best uh, for the country. And I'm not going to take uh, anybody bad mouthing him who's not from this country. And Pete just like died laughing. He's like, that's what I love about you guys, you know? Because if 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 your boy would have won and my guy would have lost, we'd be rioting in the streets, bro. <laughs> Pretty much, and they did, <laughs> right? And that, but that's how it goes. It's like it, it's uh, how many different metaphors can can you use? It's like being on an airplane and hoping that the, something happens to the pilot. You know, it's like they want the, the economy to tank. They want our president to be compromised. They want, I mean, like anything to make the other side look bad, even if it's detrimental to like millions of people. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, let's let's. I'm sure you've read the uh, the four page report. It came I out. Did. I was on I was on a plane back from Vegas. It it came out like right before we took off. I disobeyed a flight attendant's instruction. I no, disobeyed a direct order to turn my phone into airplane mode so I could read the little four page letter. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I thought was a little bit, they were talking about the obstruction, and they were like, they were kind of split 50-50, whether it was obstruction or not. But that was all, it seemed to me, I might be wrong, but that was based on things that the president had done publicly. So it seems like their big complaint about it is that uh, uh, Trump was tweeting and he was calling it a witch hunt and saying it was BS for the last 22 months. And, and I, you really can't fault the guy for that. Well, if somebody tried to try to send me to jail for something I didn't do, I'd be bitching about it too. My my thing is this: um, couple of things, right? There's this really nifty little feature in our criminal justice system called "innocent until proven guilty." What? So Has anyone told to, Kavanaugh? It's, it's not up to Trump to prove a negative. It's up to the prosecutor. To prove he did something illegally. The burden of proof yeah. is totally on their side. Clearly they didn't have it. If Mueller had a scintilla of something he thought he could use towards obstruction, then he would have. Second of all, Barr is a genius. An absolute genius. Did you see who he had sign off on the decision not to charge him with it? Uh, whom? Rod Rosenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The deputy AG, who, as far as I know, is leaving the department. What motive would he have to sign off on that if he didn't actually agree with it? Because basically what Barr laid out was in order for somebody to obstruct justice, there has to be an underlying crime. There was no underlying crime. And the president said 200. I mean. All these firefighters in the media that have been yammering for the last 48 hours, he said no collusion 243 times. Well, thank you for helping to prove that he had nothing to hide because you can't obstruct justice if you have nothing to hide. It's so <laughs> like I've already like it's almost it's almost laughable. Uh, these people who are already saying, uh, you know, well, this there, it's uh, maybe Mueller was compromised, and maybe this there's. I, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I, I literally, I, I, the plane landed at the Burbank Airport, uh, and I and I bolted straight home so we could do this. Literally, while I'm uh, waiting for my bag at baggage carousel, there's a dude on the phone, and this is uh, he, he's like he's like speaking to someone, and he's really upset. He's really upset. And he's like, this is, he goes, this is bad, dude. This is bad. This is like Watergate. Any other time in our nation's history, this is Watergate. Get ready. Buckle up, bro. Buckle up, bro. Like he's, I, I, and I don't know, I, I didn't, I didn't have uh, the energy to ask him, like, what about, what about this is Watergate? Where's, where's the conspiracy? Did they get to Mueller? Did they get to Rosenstein? And, and what do the, what do they have on them? It's just, it's just. It, that'll kind of be fun to watch, you know. I, I want to see what happens on the View tomorrow. I want to see what oh, happens women, on the late night shows on on Monday. Down. Meltdown. Like Joy Bahar is going to be so upset, like her face is going to melt. How 
but like how how do you think they'll frame it? What do you think their their big complaint is going to be? This is what I always like to do. I always like to like uh, it's not he- it's not healthy for me mentally, but I like to think about this is how the enemy will probably fight. This is how the other fight the other side will probably uh, go at it. Well, here's what I've seen so far: the Sunday shows this morning. I don't I don't know if you saw it or if you were up early enough or you were getting to the airport, but Trump this morning <laughs> tweeted. Good morning. Have a great day, everyone. I saw, I saw that. I thought that was great because they're like, he's been very quiet on Twitter. He's, he's been, been very, very quiet. quiet, and he's probably like, Kellyanne, give me the phone. No, it was like every freaking Sunday show, every host, every journalist. What does he mean by that? Well, maybe he means good morning. <laughs> I don't know. I think if he had an really awesome day playing golf with analysis, Kid Rock. Oh, come on. So, and then uh, Joy Reid thinks Mueller's been compromised. I guess Putin got to him too. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know, Just, and that's it's so crazy. And this, if for my liberal friends, for my for my friends who are Democrats, uh, if you're still listening, if you haven't already turned it off, but you have no idea. And 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 this would be actually a, a fun thing to talk about maybe on stage. It's like like people like Sean Hannity. And Laura Ingram and all the opinion people on Fox News were like, "What is? What are we doing with Mueller in charge? Mueller, this thick, and and is everyone on his team? They're all liberals. These are bad dudes. It's going to be bad. I mean, they were gloom and doom. They were gloom and doom about Mueller. It's not like for the past twenty two months, uh, the right and their opinion people were like, "Oh, we got Mueller. It, don't worry about it. Mueller's in the bag. We got him." Well, here's the other thing I honestly believe, because I'm a cynic by nature, right? Like, you know this What? Yeah, I'm a cynic by nature. I know. Okay. (laughs) So, Mueller didn't want to get comied. What do you mean? So, think about all, like, I tweeted out two pictures last night, one of an archangel and one of a devil, because that's what Mueller had become in, like, 48 hours. He had gone from this, you know fighter for right and what is just and good to just the devil because he didn't find collusion and there were oh. well, we didn't know that he didn't find collusion at that point we just knew there would be no new indictments yeah but, i see what you're saying now yeah yeah but yeah. he didn't want to get comied so he split the baby yeah he said no collusion but i can't say for sure over here yeah so yeah, it's uh... every every headline, with the exception of Fox News and a couple of conservative outlets, said Comey could not clear Trump of obstruction of justice. It didn't say no collusion. It's like they've forgotten the fundamental reason that this investigation supposedly started. Well, yeah, they just need they just need anything for that that negative headline. It just has to be negative. It just has. They have to keep that. It, it'll be. Interesting to see because it has been, uh, you know, almost two years of this constant. And then you could actually argue even before the Mueller thing started, it was, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia. We've had a couple podcasts where that was the title of the podcast. I mean, they've been beating this drum nonstop since before Inauguration Day. And I would invite you all to go back. And I, I cannot remember the girl's name. It's an old episode we did. I think her name is Amy something. 
and she co-wrote the uh, the book about the the Hillary campaign. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You met her at Politicon. <laughs> I met her at Politicon, and we talk about the whole Russian collusion thing. And she's a Democrat. She's a liberal. She's a very sweet girl, very good writer, uh, very talented. And she goes on in the book, and she tells about me uh, on on the podcast how they made it up. Yeah. They made it up, and that and was, the, uh, the real thing that was the book. Say what? Shattered. That was the yeah, book. yeah, 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 yeah. And that was uh, to me uh, the, the interesting thing. Not the interesting thing, but like the it, it's you don't have to go too far down the highway to like like all the people. I feel I I, I genuinely feel bad for these people. Like the dude who got off the airplane, who's like, it's worse than Watergate, bro. It's where buckle up, bro. Buckle up, bro. Like these people who have been listening uh, to CNN and they've been listening to MSNBC and they've been listening to you've seen it on, on Twitter. Uh, there's I'm there's sorry. tons of these these greatest hits videos where it's the beginning of the end circling oh. the wagon. It's the beginning oh. of the end. Like they've listened to this and they've really believed it. And they've been terrified for the past two years and they've been absolutely certain that the president is a is a foreign agent. And it just isn't so you guys. It just I, isn't so. So then you have to ask yourself. How did how did CNN get it? Did they get it that wrong for that long? Yep. Did it, did MSNBC just make a big giant oopsie for the past two years? No, they have outcomes that they want. This goes straight to you know what you've always the the news is not supposed to pick sides, and they they've picked a side for the past two years, and there ain't nothing there. They ain't nothing. Well, not only that, but if you look at certain passages in the in the letter, right, one of the things Mueller said was that the purpose of Russia's activities during the election were to sow discord. And there is a memo going back to 2015 that went to people within the intelligence and law enforcement community that says we've been identifying this since 2014. It was a a contractor group, and I'm going to have to go back and find the letter. I think the, the Daily Caller broke it, like, forever ago. I think it was them. Um, and it basically said they're doing this to sow discord. They're going to try to do it racially. They're going to tr- they, they basically said everything they were trying to do to basically make America dysfunctional internally so that they couldn't focus externally. So yeah. the conclusion that Mueller came to contractors and and the law enforcement intelligence conflict complex already knew yeah it's uh and then and then uh, mission that that's the best like 30 grand uh, a foreign government ever spent yeah no kidding if if you wanted to sow some serious discord and have people to have a great weeping and gnashing of teeth over something that was a really solid investment but <laughs> but by Russia, and I and I will say this, I will say, and I will, I, I just want to say it for the record, just to get up on my soapbox. I still do not believe that it was the Russian government that hacked the DNC and and got that stuff to WikiLeaks. I don't believe it for a second. I, I think that Podesta was just part of a good old fashioned phishing scam. Somebody over in East Eastern Europe got lucky as all hell, and they're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna Guys, get this out there." Russian hackers do not imitate the Nigerian priest. That's not what they do. 
No. <laughs> no. They do not. If they are going to hack you, it's going to go... You probably won't even know. Dig it. <laughs> okay. That's that's the big thing. The second thing is this. If there was deliberate digital proof left behind that makes you think it's Russian, that probably means it's not. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, uh, they're like they're uh, not that dumb. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 madness. I have to think that our our good friend uh, Andrew Apple's probably having not the best uh, not the best weekend uh, well, today. We told him. <laughs> we tried to. We tried, tried to tell to. him two years ago. And that's here's the other thing. I feel kind of ripped off about this one too, because like when when uh, when Trump got elected, I couldn't. You couldn't really, you know, publicly do the the yay hooray happy dance. Not and now, California. you know, here here we are again. Here we are again, and I can't like publicly do the yay hooray happy dance. It just kind of this is twice I've been ripped off. I've this is doing, twice. I've been doing the happy dance all over my Twitter timeline all day. I had to go to the store. I kind of had a lilt in my step going through the aisles. Like, Rachel Maddow fighting back tears on primetime television was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. That was kind of crazy. That was kind of crazy. Awesome. She. T- I hope she went home and bawled her eyes out for the just, just massive jackass she's made of herself for the last couple of years. Just buried herself in her girlfriend's neck and just said, rock me to sleep. Just Something. rock me I to mean, sleep. I do not believe there is another single commentator on an opinion show who has done more coverage on this issue. And 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 certainly not with the viewership. I mean, she and Hannity go ne- neck and neck. And she and Tucker go neck and neck, right? In terms well, of she's... the ratings. She is the biggest mouthpiece <clears throat> for this thing. And I hope she feels as dumb as she actually is about this. She's not a stupid woman, but she fell for this crap hook, line, and sinker. Well, she's now just needs to find a way to spin it. They're going to talk about obstruction and and this and that. I I don't know how. They can't just drop it like a hot potato. They got to kind of like gently ease away from it. Uh, but yeah, and, and beware, watch out for that. Uh, watch out for that Rachel Maddow. Watch out for her. She beat uh she beat tucker i think two fridays ago two yeah, fridays no, they're ago. constantly it, her hannity and tucker constantly go one two three yeah it, it Boy, switches got... off and on all the time talk I about, think talk if, about she, the... if she beat <laughs> if she beat tucker this friday it's probably because so many people on the right were tuning in to see what she'd do <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, there's a little there's like, bit of Schadenfreude going on there that's just beautiful. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. I, well, here here's the next thing, right? So, I mean, Friday when when the announcement came for no indictments, I don't I don't know if you were on stage or if you saw it, but every Democratic presidential candidate, every sitting representative. We need to see the full report. Guys, you're not going to. There's things that are actually against the law in there, like grand jury proceedings. So it's never going to be released in full. Yeah. Um, but with that, but that's a great that's a great shield for them to hide behind. What is that? Like, like a paper tiger. They can go, we just want to see the full report. We demand full transparency. And they know 
damn well and good you can't can't show the whole thing. (laughs) They can't have it. Well, and the other thing now is we're going to subpoena Robert Mueller to testify in front of the House Intelligence. You do that, Schiff. Please do that so Robert Mueller can turn around and give you a big fat middle finger because he's not allowed to do that either by the special counsel law that Democrats insisted upon after Bill Clinton was investigated. (laughs) Yeah. Mueller can't – I mean Ken Starr actually outlined a a beautiful op-ed on this because he – and when you read it, you realize that he was put in some positions that he would rather not have been in. He didn't necessarily yeah. think that he should be telling Congress about lying about having an affair, but under the rules at the time, he didn't have a choice. Right. So the rules that they put in place for the special special counsel, yeah, he can't testify in front of con- Congress. He needs to do well, his job and keep his mouth shut. That's his job. They can just they can just keep making those demands, and it'll, it's just a good soundbite. It's just a good soundbite to help him get reelected. I saw Adam Schiff this morning. Oh, my God. Uh, they played a clip from him, and he looked especially crazy. Like, he had like a bunch bug-eyed. of lip gloss on, and his bug eyes were in full effect. I'm like, this dude is – like, seriously, uh, there are times when that guy genuinely frightens me. Like, he genuinely – it's like out of a movie when when you're up against, you know – when when it's like medieval times and you've just invented a flying machine and it's the it's the dark ages and and the the dirty priest wants to bring you up in front of the inquisition and call you a witch that's adam schiff man adam schiff is up on that that inquisition have you ever spoken to a pig and <laughs> he gives me the creeps 81 people like Say he's what? already done that oh yeah the other one that just did it was that 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 Elon Omar chick. She really scares me. Like I don't, I do oh. not want someone with that mindset in a position of power. It's did just. You, did you see her speech in front of the care organization today? No, I. Oh didn't, my god, that woman saw... hates this country. Like bringing her in, giving her refuge, one hundred percent mistake. Well, here's here's she's the poster girl. Poster this girl, is, I tell you. This is the um, – it's the disconcerting part. It's the disconcerting part. And this goes back to uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez answering a newspaper ad where you've got, you've got some kind of board of trustees that are like, okay, we want to run somebody in this district. So we're going to interview all these people and pick the person that we think can really win, that you know we can check off all these. I don't think uh, Elon Omar woke up years ago and like i just want to be in public office i really don't think that i think she was encouraged by someone else who that someone else is i don't know but uh i I don't i don't think uh i don't think old elon omar is uh making all of her decisions i think some of her decisions are probably helped along by some dudes in back rooms who Mm. it's it's part of a greater plan to some yeah Maybe, except for the fact this is definitely her ideology. She has been in activism, public life, in previous political positions long enough to know. I mean, she advocated in the Minnesota Minnesota State Legislature for leniency against an ISIS recruit. Yeah. Like, the this was all on her public record before she ever ran to go to D.C., and her district elected her in spite of it. 
Right. What I'm saying is back when she first started getting into public office, there there are people around who are like, yup, you you should be the one who says this. You should be the uh, – I, I don't know if I'm being clear or not, but it's like there's there's other – I think there's other forces at work. And I know yeah, it sounds like really conspiracy theorist. No, but when you see Linda, Linda Soursor in the halls of Congress – giving her care, you know, thugs instructions about who can get near this congresswoman. Oh, you bet there's a machine behind that woman. Absolutely. And doing it in Arabic. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. they're, ooh, that was, that was like, that was spooky. That was like out of a movie. Well, it's just like, that's not your job in the halls of Congress. You're a visitor, Linda. Back yeah. it up. <laughs> Back way the F up. Well, I know Back that, I know up. that. Elon huh? Omar did something in Woodland Hills the other day, and there was a bunch of people protesting, and they had their American flags out, and uh, Sabo, that street artist, yeah. <clears throat> put some posters up on bus stops and stuff. But I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what uh, Elon Omar said. Was it was it disturbing? Um, those protesters are out there. They're either Jewish, they're pro-Israel. She got protested again today. She's speaking at Islamist events. There's a difference between a Muslim and an Islamist. Yeah. Okay, Islamists are... Um, they believe in political Islam. That's the best way to put it. They yes. believe in Islam as the overarching life instruction, not just your religion, but your political system, your, your social system, etc. So Islamists believe in the whole ball of wax... Whereas there's a huge group of reformist and secular Muslims in this country who see it as their religion. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I mean, she's speaking at CARE, which is an Islamist organization. So the people outside are protesting her anti-Semitic statements, her anti-Semitic behavior in the past. And, I mean, inside she was basically, oh yeah, there's some interesting people outside, but I don't think they understand the people in this room don't care what they think or couldn't care less what they think. Yeah, I'm, t I'm telling you that for, for, it's... For, from her position, the question of U.S. support for Israel, Israel, you know, policy, et cetera, et cetera, it's not even up for debate. It's just wrong. It is, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Adam Schiff, like, makes me nervous. Uh, Elon Omar makes me nervous. AOC, at least Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is is easy on the eyes, but she says some stuff, and it's like, and it, it's once again, if you listen to this podcast, you are ahead of the game. Because remember a couple weeks ago when I was saying that the Green New Deal is like a like a reverse car salesman. Mm -hmm. You know, they they ask for all of this Everything. stuff. Yep. They ask for all this stuff, and then when they only get when you ask for a when when you ask for a trillion dollars, and then and then you go okay, I'll settle I'll settle for one trillion. You still got a freaking trillion dollars, and that's what the Green New Deal is. And and she said it. She let it slip out the other day. She was on some uh, talk show, and she's saying it's our North Star. It's our North Star. That's what they're aiming for. And they'll be happy. That's they know it's ridiculous, and everybody's like, you know, even myself included. Like, what's the world going to look like without airplanes and all this stuff? But like, you have to like reject this Green New Deal wholeheartedly. Wholesale. You have to, 
Yeah, the whole thing. Just don't even bring it up again. And this whole thing with uh, Elon Omar and and her like anti-Semitic tweets and uh, attitudes and behaviors, you just got to reject that wholesale. Whole and that's and that's the other wonderful thing about this whole uh, Mueller probes. Like while no one's looking, you know, it didn't really get the fanfare. I, I think the the embassy did. But uh, Trump just with the with the Golan Heights and stuff. Who's been better to Israel than Trump? How can they possibly call that dude anti-Semitic? Well, because it just rolls off their tongue. Dig it. <laughs> Dig it, dude. Dig it. Um, it's just right but, there. I mean, anti-Semitic you're, you're watching, racist. You're watching all this anti-Semitic tropes come out of this woman. Meanwhile, Hamas is over in the in Gaza, killing Palestinians, beating them. What, because they helped an Israeli? No, the Palestinians are protesting against Hamas, and they're getting bullets shot at them and the crap beat out of them for it. And none well, of the media is covering it. It, of, of course not. Of course not. It's like, they, do you know the yellow vest thing is still yeah, going on? Eight, 19 weeks now. Still going on, yep. and they're not going to cover that, and they're certainly not going to cover <laughs> Hamas uh, killing Palestinians. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to to to, to figure out like uh, the Palestinians are not being helped by Hamas. They are just. <laughs> it's like you know when when uh, when Obama is like, "Hey, we tried this deal with Cuba." Uh, we've been trying it for a long time. It's not working out. Time to change things up. And I totally embrace that. I totally embrace that. I'm like, mm-hmm. let's do that with everything. Hey, our war on poverty. We've been trying the same thing for a long, long time. It's not working out. Let's, let's mix, mix it, it up. up. And yeah. I wish the Palestinian people would do that. And it sounds like there, some of them are trying to. Hey, uh, I know uh, we, we let Hamas uh, and, and and people like Yasser Arafat call the shots for a long, long time. But our lives are still horrible. It's still it's still like horrible over here. So maybe we mix it up. Maybe we mix it up. Mix it up everywhere, people. Maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea. For real, it's the it's the best. I uh, listen. I I have genuine sympathy for some poor Palestinian person who thinks that they don't have a future and you know they just want to be happy and raise their family. Same with the people in in Israel. And I think your average, ordinary, everyday Palestinian just wants a place to live and know that he's he's going to be safe where he sleeps at night and his family's going to be okay. And unfortunately, Hamas and those douchebags have been running the show for too long. Their lives are gone. It's it's insane when you go over to Israel and it it is like it's like a cartoon. It is like a cartoon. You've got green lush beautiful nice homes little villages it's all it's just wonderful mm-hmm. and then you literally cross the border and it's just abs- it's just garbage it's just like like wow it's heartbreaking but it's like atlantic city you know you go to, <laughs> you go to atlantic city and you're like eh, the casinos aren't so bad eh, it's kind of nice and then you go one block the wrong way and you're like what happened here? What happened here? I'd be so pissed if I lived. I'd be. I would be so pissed if I was a Palestinian, right? I just say <laughs> I you are be. the only person I have ever heard compare Middle Eastern politics to Atlantic City. It's, but it's it's true. 
it's true. And the people of Atlantic City, the, the poor souls that still live there, and, and they're looking at these casinos, and they're like, man, we got these casinos. Where's that money going? Where is that money going? It's got to drive them crazy. It's, and it's got to drive you know, the Palestinians crazy, especially when you live where you can see it. You can look. It's like uh, El Paso, Texas, and, and Juarez. You, know? you can literally stand on the hillside in El Paso and look across the border, and you're like, man, they are hurting in Juarez. And if you're in Juarez, you're – you, you got to be looking at hopefully your own leadership going, why, why is my life so crappy? <laughs> why, what is why going on? Why can't I on? have that? <laughs> and you can see it. Yeah. You can see it. That's yeah. got to be the most frustrating thing. There's a prison outside of, uh, outside of Vegas. When you, when you drive into Vegas from California, you drive by this place. I can't <laughs> remember. There's a, like a little, uh, there's a little casino and there's a roller coaster. I forget the name of this little town. And a prison. <laughs> there's like everything nice, everything nice and good and wonderful about America is right by the freeway. And then if you look up the hill, <laughs> there's a prison. Oh my God. And it's like uh, if you if you if you're doing time in that jail, I'm, I'm like move my room. Move my room. I don't I don't want to be see. on this. I don't want to be on the roller coaster side. I don't want to right. I don't want to be able to hear the voices of the happy people as they uh, – <laughs> no, that's the worst. That's the worst when you got to witness it, when you got to see it. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. So it's a happy day. It's a good day. I'm, yeah. I'm very pleased with the results of the the finding of the Mueller report. It's all like, listen, and and I said this in my video uh, on YouTube, which is doing great, by the way. I'm so thrilled. I'm getting very close to 5,000. Getting very within striking distance of 5,000. I'm excited like a kid on Christmas. But I said it in this week's video that the the people on the left, they you just have to come to. And I know it's going to be hard for them. Trump beat Hillary fair and square. That's what it came down to. The people of America. Uh, we did the Obama thing for eight years, right. and we were on the wrong track. We were on the wrong track. And so we voted for Donald Trump. When the choice was between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, we went with Donald Trump. That's it. No Russia collusion. No nothing big nefarious. Nobody broke into voting machines. We literally just liked that dude better. And he's crushing it. Here's some other news that was buried uh, that you probably didn't hear about. Uh, most people listening, I'm sure you did. Uh, the GDP, uh, that number just came out two days ago. 3.1. Oh, you mean we can grow at 3% again? Obama was wrong? Yes. And all the people who were like, oh, this is just, this is just uh, big business. This is just the big fat bankers. Uh, uh, this is the big fat bankers just being – it's a sugar high. It's a sugar high. These Trump policies aren't going to work out. You watch. These Trump policies aren't going to work out. Yeah, 3.1 GDP. They say it's the it's the best number in 14 years. Oh, huh. Imagine that. The best hmm what were mm. we doing for the last last uh 8? Oh, that was Obama. So that's a big hunk of that. It's like it's fantastic. Well, 12 years would have been the beginning of the Obama administration. Now Obama's left kind of a little bit of a crap basket. Yes. Of the housing I, bubble and I'll give him that, but he certainly didn't put pro growth policies in place to come out of it. Exactly. Um, it it's like uh 
the same thing with uh, with Franklin Roosevelt. He was yep, I will I will admit it. That guy had a a tough road to hoe, but it's amazing how if you get government out of the way, people will find the solution. He, it's amazing. He ran three times. He would have run for a fourth if he hadn't died. And that should scare everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it's funny, but I've I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, what would I have done? Because you really could make the solid case for, you know, it's it's World War II. This is this is really really big. And do we want to switch up now? Do we want to change the game plan now? Our enemies are hoping. Our enemies are hoping that. But I don't know. I it's just well, we we there wasn't it wasn't limited at that point. Limiting the president to two terms came after FDR. I, I I know that they made it a, a law right. after that because it was like a it was like a gentleman's agreement like nobody nobody goes for three. Well, yeah, I guess nobody had. Well, Washington started it, right? Like we just left the monarchy. But I honestly like I've read more about Franklin Delano Roosevelt recently. I mean, like when I grew up. He was the Depression president, and he got my grandparents out of the Depression, so there was all this, like, love for him, right? Yeah. Um, You know, and then you went to see the movie Annie, and there he's singing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow with her and, who was that, Albert Finney? Yeah, Albert Finney, good call. You know? Um, And whoever played, you know, Eleanor in that movie was way better looking than Eleanor actually was, but... So you had all this, like, lovely stuff around him, right? We won the war, and depression ended, and da-da-da-da-da. And then you look what actually happened. He put this huge, oppressive government structure in place to come out of the depression. And the only thing that really brought you out of the depression was the fact that we were in a war. Yes. I mean, yeah. if we, they keep, and that's the other thing about the Green New Deal, guys, wholesale, wholesale, you have to say no to this thing. Um. They talk about it like a World War II mobilization. All of those government departments Roosevelt put in, first of all, they went away at some point when the war was over. Duh. Right? Yeah. This climate thing ain't ever going to be over. You're going to have that much government regulation forever. Number one. Number two, if you hadn't had the actual war... Against something, right? Against another country, none of that stuff would have happened. Not to mention, our grandmothers and great grandmothers knew how to garden, so there were victory gardens, so rationing wasn't as big a deal. They could grow their own stuff. How many people today can grow their own stuff? It it is. We can't a gypsy camp. Don't come here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would do okay. I would do okay just because I grew up in a household that knew how to garden. If you look at Every other country that went through the depression, they just had a depression. They just had a, a, a little. It was it was bad for a couple of years, and then it got better. Uh, but because of the the giant socialist power grab and, and the 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 Roosevelt policies, mm-hmm. we had the Great Depression. It, it, he actively made things worse. It, it, I, I don't know what would have if World War II doesn't happen. Oof, we were screwed. Oof. Oh, bigly, bigly screwed. It Here's- was. Uh, Here's the other thing. There's the best more. Actress tweeted out last night, and this is bad, Michael. This is bad. Do tell. 
Do tell. She's talking about how financial institutions have to protect their reputations like what she and her little fascists did on college campuses related to the endowments investing in fossil fuels. This leads directly to people getting cut off from payment processors and banking institutions and credit cards for having wrong ideas. They're well, talking did- about doing it to the gun manufacturers. They've already talked about doing it to the fossil fuel industries. No. Financial institutions need to serve everyone just like every other business. <clears throat> this goes back uh, a couple podcasts with uh, when we had Martina Marcota on. Mm-hmm. Just you, we don't want to bank with you. Goodbye. You're, you've been on. So I think the law actually needs to be made that you can't do that. As long as someone is current and paying their bills and playing, you know, everything's above board and the commitments between customer and, and banking institution are met. You have to serve them. Why? Why is it OK not to serve people in that industry? I don't understand. Yeah, I think you'd have to be pretty hard pressed to uh, to prove that, like, okay, this person is advocating to, you know, they're 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 trying to raise money to overthrow the government or something. But then, even as I say it, like, well, maybe maybe it's not a bad uh, a bad idea. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's really scary. And what's and what's gonna? I think Joe Biggs got thrown off. You know, Chase Bank. Chase Bank got rid of Joe Biggs, and Chase Bank got uh, rid of uh, Martina Marcota. And if these other places, like what what you, just are you supposed to start a new bank? Because that's what everybody says. You know, oh, if you don't like Twitter, just start your own thing. If you don't like Facebook, just start your own thing. And this is, there will be another Facebook. There will be another oh, yeah. uh, just, Twitter. Uh, guys, what's MySpace now? Oh, man. Poor MySpace. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding me, though? You know why that happened, right? Yeah, what was the uh, – there was something nefarious going on there. Well, it's not uh, – okay, was, so I don't know for a that fact was the, that this the, happened, the but cult, it's too funny. The cult it, of the dead cow? Yes, it, it, it's too funny that it happened in the order it happened in because apparently some some investigative reporter over at Reuters had understood that Beto O'Rourke was a member of a hacking club called Cult of the Dead Cow. <laughs> Which they have an awesome t-shirt, by the way. I will I will give you it up for Cult the of the Dead Cow. The t-shirt <laughs> looks sweet. Okay, I believe you. I haven't seen the t-shirt. I might buy the t-shirt. Um, so he was a part of this group, right? I don't know how technically proficient he was or if it was just the cool thing to be or whatever. But Reuters had this like when he was running for Senate. They chose yeah. not to publish it. Now that he's running for president, they publish it. Um, and apparently these guys had a bunch of stuff on MySpace along with a lot of um, Beto's concert appearances. And like yeah. within two to three days, all of MySpace's electronic files got corrupted and went kaboom. Which, I find that a little interesting. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> it's like uh, it, it's like in the um, in the spy movie. You have, uh, you know, the the foreign spy gets on, a you know, a 747 and you know they have to kill the spy but they have to make it look like an accident unfortunately everybody else on the plane you know is is killed as well and that's that's what my heart my heart breaks for like they lost so much music so much music is mm-hmm. gone just because they wanted to cover uh 
Robert Francis's tracks as a member of the cult of the dead cow. I mean, man, they lost like millions and millions of songs. If you're, if you're a, if you're in a band and you had your stuff on MySpace, uh, you, you're just heartbroken. I mean, hopefully you have backups. God, I hope those guys have backups. But what a rough, rough morning. <laughs> it's sad. MySpace. I always, I always root for MySpace. I always root for MySpace. Um, uh, Justin Timberlake took that over. He bought that a few years ago. I know. I got a. Uh, I got an email from MySpace because I never like deleted everything. I just never went back. I just, Whoa, I just never went back, I and I got, a, I got an email MySpace. from MySpace. It was like it was like hearing from a dead relative. It was like getting a, <laughs> it was like getting an email from my grandmother who's been right? dead for years. It was terrifying, but it's actually a cool thing. It's like if you're in a band, that's that's what uh, Timberlake's trying to do. He's trying to make it all about the music, all about the music, and then for them to lose everything, just brutal, brutal. I liked I liked MySpace. I liked MySpace so much more than Facebook. Really? I know that may Oh my gosh, yeah. Wow, MySpace, you're dating yourself. I know I am. I got and I, and I got into MySpace right at the very end. A buddy of mine actually uh were you ever on MySpace? Uh no. Okay, the first no, my oldest you would you would make an account and that was it. Yeah, you would make an account and like uh, I forget the name. I think his name was Bill or something. That was like or Tom. Tom, the the first friend you got, you automatically got a friend. Tom, who got you started, uh, and that's the guy. It was actually Tom the picture of the guy. Ya. Yeah, but yeah. Tom was actually the guy who <clears throat> started MySpace. And a, a a buddy of mine out here in L.A. is actually friends with Tom. And don't worry about Tom. Tom Tom's did doing okay. All right. Tom. <laughs> Tom saw the handwriting on the walls, and he made a big fat sale before Facebook came in. However, here's the wonderful thing about MySpace. You could choose your own background, uh, Mm -hmm. and as well as decorating it with photos and what did you you want people to see. And you could have preset music. So if somebody clicked on my profile, boom – you know, I'd have a I'd have a song by like the Rolling Stones playing and you could have little playlists. And it's like it was so much more like personal. Personal it was just and so, customizable. Yeah, it was like in perfect and wonderfully named. My It was like my space. It was like mm-hmm. your little space on the Internet. And then, and then Facebook came along and I'm like, wow, that's that's just cold. Facebook is just that's just cold. <laughs> and, and it still kind of is. Well, eh, that's where everybody went. Yeah. Poor MySpace. I just can't. I the, the thing that drives me nuts about Facebook, I my Twitter timeline is chronological. Like when I when I pull up my lists, I see the tweets in the order in which they were tweeted. I cannot yeah. get my Facebook feed to go back to chronological to save my life. So I'm wishing a happy birthday to my friend's daughter whose birthday was five days ago because the thing just popped up on my feed. Oh, jeez. It's like, guys, like, chronological is fine. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It's like, and, and Twitter does this. All. I guess they have giant divisions of people who are trying to improve the customer experience. But after, just like, stop. Just stop. Let stop. it, let it, let like it, it rest it for is. a couple months. <laughs> like it the way it is. You yeah. cannot make my conversations more healthy. 
they have this really wonderful system in place on 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 Facebook where if you know if somebody liked something I could it was really easy for them to invite them to like and follow uh, the Loftus party. Well, they've they've buried that in a big pile of data garbage. So now it's so big pile of doo doo. It is. So if you're listening to the podcast, why can't I invite people to like the page? I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) They had this really, I I swear on my phone, I would just, because I would check on Facebook on my phone and there was like this thing. It's like, hey man, 21 21 people who who like your stuff might want to follow the Loftus party. Do you want to invite them all? And I'm like, yeah, boom, click, bang, done. And now that button no longer exists. That makes me sad. However, things are going well. I can't complain. If you're listening to the podcast, keep inviting people, keep sharing the stuff. It's all, um, it's all going wonderfully well. It's all going wonderfully well. And I ran into a buddy of mine in Vegas. This is, I love, I just love being able to say that. Uh, who was uh, writing for the Loftus Party, and it looks like he's going to be coming back, and he's going to be brewing else, something else with him. They're very, very talented writers. They're very, very good people. So there'll be even more great content at the Loftus Party. I've discovered some other things that I cannot wait to share. There's so many great movies out there and trailers and all that stuff. No, I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. Oh, God. I know. You have to know what happened, though. You cannot have avoided I don't... spoilers to this point. I have. I have. I have been so hyper-focused. Last week in in Las Vegas was really, really wonderful. It was really great. Maybe I'm maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm maturing, but I got a <laughs> lot of stuff done. I got a lot of stuff done. I uh, I was putting out at least two things, sometimes three, on theloftestparty.com, and I'm discovering. And I don't want to I don't want to uh, you know give anything away, but stay tuned this week. There's a lot of good stuff coming coming down the, the park the parkway, Uh-oh. and then I was. And I was doing shows and uh, getting a lot of business stuff done and reaching out to people. It was all it was all wonderful. It was super productive. And then the shows were great. The shows were great. I'm so used to going out and doing these uh, deplorable shows where it's just like politics, politics. We all feel good because we're all on the same side of the issues and blah blah blah. So it was it was fun to kind of like I'm like people are on vacation. It's Vegas. I'm not going to do any politics. I'm just going to do all, you know, uh, relationship and observations and quirky, weird crap. And it was great. It was great. So I'm not I'm not leaning on the political crutch too hard. However, I can see a day. I'm a visionary. You need to know that about me, Gypsy. I'm a visionary. I can see the day when the worlds collide, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome when, like, the regular fans of my stand-up coincide with the political fans, and those two worlds come together, and it's just going to be the coolest thing ever. It's just going to be the coolest thing ever. I cannot wait. Well, very hopeful, very hopeful. Oh, I know it. I know it for a fact because I'm. It's it's great. Here's what you do: like you keep just plugging away. You just keep plugging away. You know, you just do the work, have your fun, do your thing. And I got the I got a great phone call. Here's here's the thing that that gives me hope. Last week, I'm 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 tweeted by the president of the United States. Right. That's freaking huge. 
That's awesome. And that came from an appearance on Fox News. So I'm on I'm getting on the radar. I'm getting on the radar. Then on Friday, I get a uh, a phone call and it's like a, a 212 area code. And I'm like, uh oh, like, uh oh, so, you know, I, I don't put I don't put it together. But it's New York. And I answer and it's a producer uh, from Fox News. Hey, did you get the email? And I'm like, I, I didn't. I've been I was on a conference call for the past hour and a half. She's like, oh, we're wondering if you're available for Tucker Carlson. We want to know if you can comment on the millennials. Think this and millennials are doing that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. So it's like it's like hurry scurry. It's like frantic, you know, mm-hmm. She's like, OK, we'll send a car. Where are you staying? I'm like, I'm at the MGM. OK, so go get your talking points together. The car will be there at five. We'll get you to the thing. And I'm like, oh, shoot, Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson. And then, of course, the Mueller report dropped. Yeah, and you got dropped. <laughs> so, so I got bumped. But like, it's it's all right there. It's all right there. Uh, I'm well, and you got the Fox one and tweet couch. away from greatness. Say what? You got the Fox and Friends couch when you were in New York, yeah? Yeah, which was an absolute there. blast. I cannot wait to go back. Well, apparently, it looks like a funeral on CNN now, according to live commentary. Oh, that's great. They're not that's even great. looking at the camera. They're all like looking at the table. This is fantastic. Fantastic. It's like election night. It's like election night all I, over again. I, I, I'm not even like sorry that Dana Bash feels bad. I'm not. <laughs> they, I didn't they all... even vote for the guy, and the last 48 hours have been worth everything. Yes. Yes. The it's... mask was off. Now it's on the floor. It is crazy. But that is a that's a, a great metaphor because that's that's the we we've that's been a constant refrain here on this show that like the wonderful side effect of the Trump presidency is the mask is off you ne- you now know beyond a shadow of a doubt who's on whose side and it's not good for our republic you guys when news organizations supposed news organizations take sides and then you go well you're on Fox News aren't you taking a side. Yes, you could make that argument. However, when every news outlet, when every news outlet is coming at it from the same direction, from the same frame of reference and from the same political point of view, yeah, I'm going to do Fox News. You bet your ass I'm going to do Fox News because people have to start standing up and and being counted. And Fox News wasn't just born in a vacuum. Fox News didn't start because, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's just start – it, this came after years, decades of realizing, holy smoke, we're getting our, our, our butts handed to us. Go back and look at the way – look at the way they treated Ronald Reagan. Yep. Look at the way they treated Ronald Reagan. Look and at it's the way these, they cover him now. Yeah. It's even worse. Well, well, Trump is is Reagan to the tenth power. You know, they just like, well, if we if we called uh, you know Reagan a racist, Trump has to be uh, a super racist white supremacist, Hitler neo Nazi. They just yeah, have to make it was that Hitler. much worse. Romney was Hitler. Like those yes. comparisons have been being made ever since Clinton went out of office. It is uh, it is the constant constant refrain. Can I just so, tell you? Did you actually see? Donald J. Trump's statement today when he was getting on the plane? No, I didn't. He is visibly annoyed but vindicated. Oh. Visibly annoyed. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> I want to I want to watch it all. I want to meet that dude. I want to meet that dude. I want to meet Don Jr. I want to meet Eric. I want to meet Mala- I want to meet the whole family. I want to hang out with these people. It's got to be so uh this is going to be great. It's 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 a very very noble thing. A lot of people have been talking about you know Trump like he's the second coming and all this stuff, but they've been they've been on the Trump train a lot a lot longer. But if you think about it, with all the outrageous slings and arrows that that dude has been suffering for the past two and a half years, and he's still just like plugging away, plugging away. Look what he's managed to accomplish uh, so far. What the heck? What what could we do if people actually supported the guy? What if what if he could get support from the uh, the old Paul Ryan's of the world? No, no, you don't need a wall. You don't need a wall. Don't worry about. It. We'll, we'll, we'll get the wall. We'll get the wall down the road. We'll get the wall. Don't worry about. It. We'll get the wall down the road. If he could have some uh, some support from the right, that would be fantastic. Yeah, he golfed with Trey Gowdy this weekend. I didn't think that would be a thing. Hmm. Uh, keep your eye on Trey Gowdy. Keep your eye on that dude knows what's up. Paul Trey Ryan Gowdy is not attorney general under a Republican president. Someday it's going to break my heart. He'd be like the best attorney general ever. We will see. But Paul Ryan landed at Fox News. Donna Brazil landed at Fox News. Those are uh, we. We will have to discuss those those next week. Here's uh, the other thing I'm going to do. So I'm going to go. I'm going to. I want to watch some news. I haven't seen any news all week. So this is uh, this is the wonderful podcast. And and thanks for uh, supporting the channel. And 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 to the Patreon people, you're fantastic. Soon, maybe not this week, but next week, uh, the 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 master plan will be unleashed from the. From the Uh-oh. Patreon, which I think is going to be fantastic. I'm a visionary, I can't Gypsy. Wait to hear it. I'm a visionary, and I tell you this right now. I'm also working on a plan for uh, exclusive Patreon uh, content. Nice. I, I got to do. I got to do something. I got to give back. I got to give back. There's so much work to be done. So it's a fantastic week. It's wonderful. Uh, no collusion. No obstruction. Yada yada yada. If you've been listening to this show. Uh, you've known it for years. You're all wonderful people. You're send all individually us, beautiful. Send us your best pictures of these anchors just losing their minds. Yes. 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 You yes. will be doing caption this forever. Yes. And, yes. and you can you can always uh, direct message me. My DMs are always open on Twitter, The Loftest Party. And uh, on Facebook, my, my messages, you can always shoot me messages there. I want to start doing more, like, listener content. If you guys have, like, listen, I'm having a blast with uh, with uh, the Saturday booty. And it's now, like, I'm going to have to do, <laughs> I'm going to have to do, like, more than just one. There's so many, like, great, cool, interesting, I'm discovering new art and new artists. And uh, there might be a Tata Tuesdays coming up. There's going to be uh, caption this, but you guys can always. Oh, and I got some. I got some killer new ideas for T-shirts that are just going to be just freaking awesome. I'm a visionary. I can see it all. Now you just gotta. Uh, I gotta just do the work and make it happen. Have a great week. Hey.